0: Roar Nation, Promise Keepers is back July 31st, 2020. Estimated 80,000 men will be gathering at the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Speakers are going to rock the house. It's going to be a full lineup. And on top of that, worship is going to be amazing. Why am I telling you so far in advance? Because tickets are on sale and they're slowly selling out. So that being said, I hope I see you there. I am planning on going. Go to promisekeepers.org to get info and tickets. Again, go to promisekeepers.org. See you there.
1: Welcome to Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You, the podcast that focuses on Christians that are active in everyday life. Join in as we speak to everyone from successful business owners to educators to athletes about their faith and how it helps them reach out and revolutionize those around them to do the same. And now, get ready to roar with your host, the voice of manifestation, John Fuller.
0: Hey, Roar Nation, your host today, John Fuller. That's me. And uh, super excited uh, for today. We're going to be talking about uh, with a business coach and author. Uh, For those of you who are new to the show, uh, I have a couple businesses myself. This is honestly probably always one of my favorite topics uh, because I'm always looking to learn and grow uh, to push myself because the more I learn, the find uh, I find out, the less I know. So uh, to, be, uh, to be truthful. So anyways, that being said, super excited for Carlos Rosales. Carlos, you ready to roar, my friend?
2: I am absolutely ready. I really am excited about this opportunity to share with you and your uh, listening audience.
0: Yeah, come on. Okay, so Roar Nation, check this out. Uh, Carlos has worked in the business leadership for over 35 years. Uh, he knows what it takes to be successful as an, uh, as an executive. Uh, He's also a certified professional leadership coach and certified process consultant. Uh, He's worked with consultants and people all over for over a decade. So uh, that tells us nothing because I cannot wait. Well, it tells us a lot. It's an overview, but I'm ready to pick your brain, man. You ready for this? We're going to do brain surgery
2: today. Uh, as long as it's painless, I'm ready for it. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, Carlos, why don't you just kind of jump in real quick? Give us a 30,000-foot view of just kind of who you are, maybe a little bit about your family and what you do.
2: Well, I, as you mentioned, I'm a certified uh, leadership uh, coach. And basically, I, I, I'm a part of something called Convene. Convene is a, uh, an advisory board, chair advisory board, or peer-to-peer uh, mentoring group for Christian business owners. So I have a group here in Houston, and uh, we meet uh, on a regular basis and really just focus on how we can run everything in our lives through the lens of God's word. In addition to that, I'm a certified business coach, and I work with individuals and help them grow their business, get more out of it. I've been active uh, here in the Houston markets in 2007, and as Bob Beal says, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success, so I'm there. Yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> and uh, excited to be able to uh, to minister to these uh, men and, and the individuals I work with. My, my mission in life is to speak truth into men's lives and help them be their best self in Christ Jesus. Uh, i married, have a great wife and uh, six children, seven grandchildren. And uh, just uh, really excited about to see how God is working uh, using this uh, devotional journal. Uh, to reach others.
0: I like that. Um, I'm going to bounce around a little bit. I was just kind of curious. So I I noticed, obviously, this, everything we're going to talk about today is going to uh, hit home for men and women. But I noticed uh, at the beginning, it sounded like you gave me your uh, mission uh, statement a little bit. It's talking about speaking truth into men's lives. Uh, Just curious. I I know why personally for me, why I have, but why are you sticking with uh, just men?
2: Well, that's a great question. Uh, I think that I, I uh, can relate better to, to men. And, uh, and again, I, I have women that I coach, so it's not exclusive to men. But as God put this, laid this on my heart, that's really where my center is. And uh, women have a tremendous role in, in, in the kingdom, also in the family. But my focus in terms of building strong men, helping them be responsible Uh, not only in their families, but in their business and everything they do. So uh, not to exclude women because the devotional is written for both. uh, But my focus over the last uh, 11, 12 years has been working primarily with men and that's what God's bringing to me. So yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty much it.
0: No, I think that's a really good point because we've had uh, women business coaches on here that speak mostly just to women. And obviously uh, as we all know, you know, a, a woman or a man—they're going to have different struggles. So, like right. a lot of time for women, it might be the balance between being a, uh, a mom and wanting to stay home with your kids, uh, and being a businesswoman. And for men, uh, it, it could be, you know, trying to be a good husband and being a father, and uh, and trying to build your business or things like that. So, the the internal struggle can the the, the internal struggle is different. So you're, you're speaking home to your audience.
2: Absolutely. And you know what I find that's interesting is, and, and I've traveled to, uh, to Haiti a few times and, uh, on mission trips, and I've also been to Honduras. A lot of times the men are absent there, and, and, and they're not there in terms of spiritual leaders. And I think that's a big responsibility that we don't take seriously sometimes. It, you know, let's send the kids to church, our wives to church, but where are we as uh, we're absent sometimes. And I, so I think that's a big thing. And, and certainly there's a lot of ministries that cater to women, ministries that cater to men. And that's primarily my focus. Uh, uh, but like I said, 10X for Christ is written for both men and women.
0: I wish we're going to dive into that here a little bit uh, later. I'm taking some notes as okay. we write down. Okay, so Carlos, is, is, along your journey, has there been kind of an inspirational quote uh, or scripture that's kind of been um, foundational for you along this journey.
2: You know, there there have been a several. You know, I could look at the uh, at the motivational side and working with Zig Ziglar for five and a half years and being a part of Brian Tracy's organization for uh, about five years. But really, at the end of the day, I think the uh, the thing that's kept me going is understanding that. God, nothing can separate us from the Word of God, and that's you know talked about in Romans. Not not death, not anything can keep us apart from away from God. And so that's really been a comfort to me because I certainly had a lot of challenges in my past, made a lot of mistakes, made a lot of bad choices. (laughs) Yeah, haven't we all? (laughs) But knowing that has been very comforting for me. That's awesome. Okay, Um, so.
0: I'm real curious take me down some I love Zig Ziglar I listen to his stuff all the time uh, when I run in the mornings Uh, I've read several of his books uh, vaguely familiar with Brian Tracy why don't you give me a little bit of the back history um, of your journey real quick though before we jump into your journey I want to give a quick I forget this every show and I'm getting better I want to give a quick minute for our sponsor You know we're all about being real around here, and if I'm being truthful, I hate Shopping for insurance. So recently, I found a company that made my life much easier and also helped me find an insurance policy. And they help you find all different types of insurances. So, what was it? I'm glad you asked. Policygenius.com. So, I went on Policy Genius, got a uh, quote. It literally took just a couple of minutes. And I got to tell you, to be honest, I was extremely impressed with the representative that I had. Uh, They actually text me, uh, followed up with phone calls. They made the process really easy, really impressive. And it all said and done, absolutely, I got insurance through them uh, because they made the process easy and I liked dealing with them. So that being said, why don't you go on there right now and compare and buy either life insurance, different types of insurance you're looking for, get on policygenius.com and see what they can do for you. I do recommend them and personally use them. Okay. So uh, again, so talking about uh, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, how did you get involved in that? Like, what was the, what's the backstory of you doing
2: what you do today? Well, that's a, a great question. And, and, and here's how I want to uh, phrase this or, or, or answer that. In 1978, two significant things happened to me in my life, not equal in importance or significance, but they were profound in my life. One was I gave my life to Jesus Christ and became a born again Christian. But that year, I also read See you at the Top, which is one of Zig's, uh, was his second book. And it really transformed my life in terms of understanding the importance of family and balance and and faith, of course, because Zig was a very strong believer. And so I became a huge fan of Zig's and uh, I had the opportunity in the early 80s to go to work for him and work for him for five and a half years. So he was instrumental in, in changing a lot of the focus in my life. Uh, and and I got to uh, I was the director of marketing when I left uh, the Zig Ziglar Corporation, and I was able to meet a lot of folks like uh, Stephen Covey and Ken Blanchard because they were all kind of in that in that sphere. And so I became a real student of that. And then about about the same time, probably in the mid '80s, when Brian Tracy started getting his his uh, shows on the road, so to speak. Uh, I really related to him because he had gone through the school of hard knocks and uh, and it turned his life around and made something of it. So both of those men were instrumental uh, in, in, in my life. Zig of course has passed away and uh, I still know Brian. I don't work with him anymore. Uh, I used to be a part of his focal point franchise, but we still uh, stay in contact from time to time.
0: So I'm curious with like your journey, guys like Zig, I've I've listened to a lot of his stuff. You just mentioned Brian Tracy as far as uh, school of hard knocks. Why don't you kind of talk about that a little bit of your life as far as hard knocks and coming through that? Because what I've noticed for me personally in my life is, you know, I've gone through a lot of a lot of stuff, but a lot of crap, like just about everybody. But I like what Zig says. He talks about um, your attitude is your altitude. And, right. and, and I believe, I believe he says that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, but may um, correct me if I'm wrong, but just like in your life, just kind of talk about that, how you've, how you've put 10 X into your 10 X for Christ in your life. And kind of that changing that perspective of, of, uh, of allowing that to reshape who you are.
2: Well, you know, one of his favorites to change is stinking thinking. thinking. And uh, unfortunately, I grew up with that my whole entire life. It's probably within the last uh, 20 years that's really been a transformation for me. But uh, I grew up with a very poor self-concept. So I never saw myself as accomplishing much or being able to achieve much. Never thought of myself very smart. And, and I won't get into the background of that, but it's, it's a lot of people carry that kind of self-doubt, uh, poor self-concept. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, you know, pretty enough. I'm not handsome enough, whatever the case may be. And it's that baggage that we carry around constantly. And what I have learned to do uh, through these journeys and through the ups and downs is recognize that, hey, I'm a child of the living God. But more importantly, is that I can overcome these obstacles. And a lot of times it's just uh, talking back or or really um Uh, speaking back to that negative voice that we hear in our head and we hear it all the time. It speaks to us 24 seven and uh, maybe not 24 seven when we're sleeping, but it's i have I've, I've read recently that there's over 2000 words that will be fed into our self-conscious or into our mind. and, And most of it is negative. So how do you overcome that? You have to figure out a way to challenge those, that negative thinking or stinking thinking as they would say.
0: Okay, so let's just say, it's funny we're talking about this. I actually um, uh, talked about that this morning in my, uh, my men's group uh, uh, in Facebook, uh, talking about negative thoughts and speaking uh, God's words over our life. Okay, so it's, we hear that, I don't need to have stinking thinking, Okay. But what does that look like on a practical rubber hits the road? Because I found in my life for, oh my gosh, I got to think it's been a long time. So for like 20 years, I I did that. And my wife is the one that called me out on it. And I always look to Proverbs and it says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. How do we change that? Like, uh, what What do you recommend as a coach or in your book?
2: Well, I I think it starts with, uh, recognizing, uh, the good in your life. Uh, when I used to teach goal setting, I worked for Zeke, we taught excuse me, taught at Brookhaven Brookhaven Community College. And one of the things we always taught was to make a list of all the things you've done right in your life. So when you're having a bad day, you can pull that list out and say, look, I've gone to college. I have a great marriage. I have good, good kids. And and you may not have those things, but there's things you've done right in your life and things you've done well. And to really start to focus on that. And and secondarily is to really understand, and this is where the devotional comes in, is understanding who you are in Christ. And that's why this devotional I've written is so foundational for that journey because it's my journey on how I overcame that. So once you you start to believe that, and, and I think the biggest thing thing uh, john is that when you start having the self-doubts or you have to start having that negative voice in your head you need to learn to counter that you need to talk back to it and say that's not real uh that's not true that's not who i am and i can overcome that by, by constantly but it's a battle it's, it's a daily thing i mean yeah. i find myself on the racquetball court talking you know trash to myself and the reality <laughs> it doesn't help the game right you know, and so I, I think it's, it, it, it's a conscious daily effort. I work with a lot of clients that, that have that challenge. And so it's, it's, a, it's a daily looking at one thing at a time and saying, how do I overcome this negativity? And, and the victory list helps spending time in the word of God, as you mentioned, in Proverbs and Psalms and really uh, being transformed by those things. I'd like to hit this
0: point real quick, and this is something I have found, and, and I think you've spoken to probably thousands more people than I have, but would you find it does not matter what level of success, I'm, I'm assuming you've worked with people that are maybe 100,000 a year, or let's say even 25,000, 30,000 a year to people who make millions a year, still struggle with the exact same thing, uh, no matter at what level with self-talk
2: every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and it, you know, in um, Dennis Waitley in his book, Seeds of Greatness, calls it you two, me two off the Star Wars character. But he says, you know, it's always talking to us and we've got to learn to counter that. We can't listen to that voice anymore. Or we need to talk back to it. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, the other thing that, that Zig taught us a long time ago is the definition of fear is false evidence appearing real. Mm we have to examine that evidence and say, is this really true? Or I mean, I just, you know, it's just in my head. And, and that's really where it starts, I think, is, is getting control of that little voice. And if nothing else, just praying scriptures or talking scriptures back to the voice, you know, in, in along with a victory list, having 10 or 15 promises from the word of God that you can recite back and say, but this is who I am in Christ.
0: Yeah. That's really good. I'm writing that down. get a victory list and speaking promises. So I'm going to write that down. Okay. Carlos, one of my favorite things uh, and it's interesting enough as um, my listeners have responded to this over the years and told us that their favorite is stories. And, uh, and I think we're all intrigued by stories and I would love to hear one of your stories of kind of what I call it. Couldn't be worse than this. And, and what I mean by that is that moment, uh, that Moses moment where you're standing in front of the Red Sea and, you know, God has to show up like it's a terrible moment. And if God doesn't split the sea, what's behind you is going to kill you. And, uh, metaphorically, it really dawned on me this week. I was speaking to a friend about his marriage and, and I realized, I, I just said, listen, man, if you're, you're right now, you're Moses at the sea. And if you go back to the old stuff, it's going to kill you, which is obviously Pharaoh. And where you're at right now, God's got you in a position that only he can part the sea for you and heal your marriage. What is a moment like that for you where God showed up?
2: Well, the the, the first thing comes to mind is when my daughter died uh, 15, uh, 18 years ago now, uh, it, it was one of those situations where uh, in the loss I could very easily have turned my back on God and said, you know Lord, I don't know why you did this uh, I'm angry at you and it could have it could have actually been a turning point in my life where I was no longer going to walk with God or trust him in my in my life because he had taken my daughter from me. but uh, I knew that if I took that attitude it would there would be no turning back. I would actually, become a, an angry bitter person instead I, I, I jumped into the word and jumped into his, his, his my faith with him and people would ask me a lot of times I don't know how you did it and the reality is I don't know how I did it either but walking with Christ he was this is the time when the footpits in the sand were real for me he was carrying me through that time I actually went a year and a half without really functioning uh, in terms of my work uh but i was just kind of in a in a in a fuzz if you will or or days but god delivered me through that and and once i came out of it it was a a new beginning but had i walked away from christ had i walked away from the word uh, i think my my life today would be dramatically different
0: man i'd i'd I thank you so much for sharing that carlos i, I can't even um uh, when i was a kid uh my parents lost my brother uh, when I was, a mm-hmm. when I was nine and I just, every time I hear a story of that nature, I, it auto it automatically always hits a trigger for me and just brings back memories and tears. So sure. I just, thank you so much for sharing that. And just, um, just amazing what God has done because that, I don't think as a parent having three kids, I don't think there's anything worse than seeing people go through that and then having to experience it on, a per, um, the kid's side. So, okay. So on your journey, um, you've become, uh, you're coaching now, but when right. was kind of a moment, uh, that you kind of had this experience, you're like, man, I want to be, you know, and lack for a better word, but maybe I want to be the next Brian Tracy or Zig Ziglar. Like I really just, you felt inspired. God put it in you just to go after and just really start helping men. When did that happen? Kind of share that with us.
2: Well, that was back in 2007. I had been working. I was a regional vice president for a company and I'd been working with a lot of business owners. And one of the secret desires of my heart at that point was to always to help others, to be a mentor, to be a coach. And um, I I was getting a little frustrated in corporate America, like many of us have have had happen. And I started looking around and uh, it's interesting is I went to the Franchise 500 website and I was looking for a low-cost franchise. And what's funny about that low-cost franchise means it's less than $250,000. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing. It's kind of an oxymoron. But I found a focal point coaching. And I thought to myself, man, if I could make a living being a coach, wouldn't that be great? I could put some of the, the, the lessons I've learned from Zig and from others and, and, and Dennis Waitley and, and Jim Rome and And then I could incorporate my faith. And and that was so interesting to me to be able to do that. So I launched a coaching practice. It was Focal Point Coaching of Greater Houston. It was a part of Brian Tracy's organization. And from that point forward, what was so fascinating about it, it, probably 98% of my clients were believers, as I was. And I thought to myself, there's got to be more to than this." So I was able to integrate my faith. And uh, I was very, very... uh, overt about it i never hide the fact that i was a believer i prayed with my clients and 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 it it was interesting is it drew people to me out of the blue that there were believers that were looking for a coach and then about seven years ago i moved from focal point to convene and brought my uh my alignment and my umbrella all under that the convene uh, banner because it's more aligned with my faith and uh I can more, even more so overtly share who I am as a believer in Christ.
0: That's awesome. I'm curious as to working with your clients and uh, being mostly Christians, what is a common theme that you find people struggle with? With, And I'm going to take a stab at this, if this is okay, because this is something that sure. I found that I struggled with, is the difference between I felt called to ministry for years but yet I loved business. So I almost gave up business to go into full-time ministry. But had I done that, I would have been miserable. And I think I probably either would have got fired or I would have sabotaged myself. Um, but, But I think a lot of people struggle with that is, as far as like, they're like, dude, I, I want to be a godly man and I want to be a Christian and, you know, I want to serve Jesus and I want to, but I love money and I love business and I love these things. And, and don't get me wrong, when I say love money, I don't mean the love of money. So don't, nobody miss, I'm telling my listeners, don't misunderstand that. But have you found that uh, common with, with people?
2: Yes, yes. And just to kind of piggyback on what you said about the love of money. Uh, Zig Ziglar would always say that people that say they don't want to be rich will lie about other things. and, and It's kind of humorous, but, but the reality is that, uh, you know, he's also said I've been poor and I've been rich and rich is better. But the reality is this, and, and it's a great question you've asked John, but here's what I find is that two things have to happen. One is you have to understand that wherever you are, wherever God has placed you, whether it be in a business world as a business owner or a factory floor worker, that is your ministry field. That oh, is nice. your ministry opportunity. If you're an entrepreneur, then the second part of that is once you have kind of come to that realization is realizing that everything you do can bring glory to God. So you have to begin to look at everything through the lens of God's word. And that's part of what my devotional is all about is helping people understand that and to see what it means to be a 10Xer. But it's really that alignment that you can be in ministry. And actually, I believe that the the modern day church is failing in terms of reaching people for Christ. So the, the Billy Graham said this about 20 years ago. He said he sees the next great movement of God coming from Christians in the working place, mm-hmm. in the workplace. So the work that you're doing, the work that I'm doing, the work that others are doing are reaching those business people and helping them understand that they have a ministry opportunity. One business can impact 20,000 people. Wouldn't it be great if they could impact them for Christ? And maybe it's not, you know, giving them all Bibles, but it's operating under Judeo-Christian principles. I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and he said he had done a study, and the the companies that survived during the Great Depression were all practicing Judeo Christian principles. I thought, how powerful is that? Mm. Yeah, that's
0: really powerful, and it's it's interesting because God's Word. I mean, people don't realize just how foundational God's Word is, and if we'll just apply it, like you kind of you're like, oh, it works, that's right. that's <laughs> like right. as if we're surprised or something. <laughs> so right. Well,
2: I have a quote in the devotional uh, from Ronald Reagan that says everything we need in business and life comes from God's word,
0: man. Yes. Talk about some wisdom there. Okay. So in your kind of topics, it says some of the stuff um, it talks about that you relate or kind of talk about three, uh, three areas to examine in our life, to determine if we're on a path to fulfillment. We're really big on purpose on our show. That's, one of the reasons I started it three years ago. Um, uh, and I always find that as a subject for people, especially baby Christians, they're like, man, how do I know I'm walking in God's purpose or being fulfilled? What are some suggestions or things uh, as a coach and through your book that you recommend for that?
2: Well, finding your purpose, I, I, I kind of look at it a little bit differently. It's really finding your calling. Okay. And and that's that that's a very difficult thing, and 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 I'm gonna say that based on the fact that I've lived on this earth 68 years, I've been a, a believer since 1978. But I think the the the, the thing that that God is going to use, He's going to use our strength. What are you gifted at? What are you good at? What brings you joy? And that's part of this process with the fulfillment. So as you said a minute ago, you said, man, I thought I really wanted to be in business. I mean, ministry but I would have been miserable. And I don't think that's what God wants for our lives. So for me is the way you find your purpose or your, or your your calling is to spend time with God. And you know, that's gonna sound kind of like a cliche, but at the end of the day, if everything we need in life is in, our, is in the word of God, then we can find answers there, but we have to become students. So we have to seek God. And, and I think that once you find your calling, once you find your true purpose and what God has intended for you to be or do, you're going to find fulfillment. Uh, years ago when I worked for Zig, um, we used to teach goal setting, and I mentioned it earlier. And if you'll imagine in your head for a minute a wagon wheel, the old-fashioned wagon wheel like you see on a stagecoach, and it had five spokes. And what we would teach is we would take a wagon wheel similar to that, and we would say, okay, let's identify five key areas of your life. So it could be uh, uh, health and fitness. It could be family, it could be spiritual, it could be education, it could be career. And then rate yourself on a scale of one to ten, and then you would put your name in the center of that wheel, or what I would call the hub. And about three years ago, I came to the realization, and I said this in a, in a, in a blog, Zig Ziglar had it wrong. Because the reality is, if we take our name out of the center and put God's name in there, it changes our whole perspective, and so what I'm what I'm encouraging people to realize is that once we have our, our our life in tune with what God wants for our life, then it's going to make a huge difference.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I like that. I just wrote that down. I remember one of his last books that I think he came out with with his son. I remember seeing that wheel in there, mm-hmm. and, I, and I remember thinking that. So that's really good. Thanks for sharing that. Um, okay. So going back to strengths, kind of a segue, you had mentioned it. What do you feel like one of your biggest strengths is?
2: Well, I think that, um, it's, it's empathy, it's compassion. Um, it's, 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 it's having a love for people. And that's the bottom line for me. I think that's what helps me be successful in my coaching world, uh, work is that, I just generally love people. I have a a fascination, a curiosity about people and, and I have a great desire to be able to help them. So I said, that's my biggest strength is empathy. You know, one of the things that always impresses me when I read through the new Testament is Christ's compassion for other people. So my desire is to be able to emulate that compassion.
0: Okay. I, I love that. That's really good inside of your strength. I'm curious, uh, and I've never had anybody tell me this one after all the shows we've done, what your remark was, I'm, I'm curious to see, do you have a weakness um, within your strength or is it just something else? Uh,
2: A weakness within the strength. Um, I would say if I had a weakness is, is it's the thought that I can fix everything or help everyone. That's good. And, and the reality is that, you know, some people are just, um, Beyond my ability as a coach, I'm not a trained psychiatrist or psychologist. And I've had people tell me that. Are you a psychologist? That's a no. So we're going to stop right there. Or somebody will say to me, you know, uh, we need help with this. I'm saying, look, that's not my area. I just can't do it. So that would be a weakness um, in my strength.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. As we start to wrap up the show, Carlos, I want you to talk more in depth about your book. Um, kind of talking about, uh, I know that you have uh, five sections. Um, I believe kind of diving deep into it. Why don't you tell us more in depth about the book and what we can look forward to as we pick up a copy?
2: Well, I think it's really easy to summarize it through the five sections of the book. Uh, there's five sections. The first one is East to West. And it's 10 weeks long. And, and there's a couple of things that I want to point out about the day, each day. It's Monday through Friday. It's not dated, so you can start anytime. any time. You don't have to start in January 1. Each day has a Bible verse, and then there's three additional Bible verses. There's reflection there. But the important thing about this is that there's space in each page to be able to reflect your thoughts. So it's interactive, and then there's a prayer written every day. So as we look at this transformational journey from start to finish... It starts with east to west, and that's really understanding the concept that we are truly forgiven by God, and our sins are forgiven as far as the east is from the west. And really, the, 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 what I want people to come away with the first 10 weeks is recognizing that they can see themselves through the eyes of Christ and not their own eyes, and that defeats that voice, that negative voice. Secondly, we get into masterpiece and it talks about the whole idea that we are God's masterpiece and we need to walk as children of the living God. Uh, It's a new beginning for us. We need to have an attitude of gratitude, put on the full armor of God. From there, we walk into the idea of abundance. What does that really mean? I think we talked about this a little bit earlier. Abundance is not how much money you have, but having peace and joy in your heart every day. And regardless of what happens, whether it be the loss of a family member, loss of a business, you still have your strength and your foundation is built uh, on Christ. Then we move into the uh, week uh, 40, and that is uh, the whole idea of what it means to be a 10Xer. And probably what I love that one about most about one of the weeks in there is called Jesus Said So. It's a story of Peter when he was fishing. He'd been fishing all night long and he hadn't caught a single thing. And Jesus comes up to the side of the, of the bank of the, of the lake and says, cast your net on the other side. Now think about this for a minute. This is a professional fisherman. He's made his life fishing. He kind of thinks, okay, Lord, I know, you're, I know you're Jesus, but what do you know about fishing? I haven't caught anything all night. But he says in the verse, because you said so, Lord. Now naturally what happens is he throws his net on the other side. He catches more so many fish, he can't even bring them all in. So that's the thing we have to understand is what is God commanding us to do? And that's a part of being uh, in the 10X lifestyle. Finally, we're going to deal with the last 10 weeks, and that's finishing well. And understanding that we have a responsibility to, to train others, to mentor, to continuously be training ourselves, be in fellowship with other believers. At the end of the day, what we all want is to be able to stand before God one day and hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant.
0: Come on, man. That's good. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about your book, Carlos. It's going to be well, good. thank stuff. you. I can't wait to dive into that. So, okay. So last question, Carlos, you can't get away from it. Some questions I skip. You're not allowed this one. I've never not asked it. So okay. that being said, you get to go back to the younger you. You get to pick any age that you want to pick. You're going to give yourself advice. To the, uh, to the younger you, what advice would you give yourself knowing you can't change anything about your future, but you're going to give yourself the, the Carlos pep talk? What are you going to say? At what age?
2: Uh, it would probably be my high school year uh, when I graduated from high school, and that would be uh, take seriously college more seriously, stay in school. Uh, I never completed college, and that was the regret of my life for many, many years. And I think that's what also led to my uh, bad self-concept. I didn't feel like I was good enough because I didn't graduate from college.
0: Hmm. Okay. I've never continued the show on another question on this. so You get to be the exception, Carlos. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you this, though. Do you really regret it? Because here's the thing. I dropped out as a junior. I was on a football scholarship. I played football in college. I dropped out and bought a business. I struggled for 15 years after thinking, you know, other people have degrees. They're smarter than I am. All the self-talk that you're talking about. But what I found was I learned more in the first couple years than I ever learned in college. And I've talked to a lot of people with college degrees. Now, Now get away from like PhDs and doctors, things like that. That's a little different, but I'm talking about just a four-year degree. People that I've talked to, even in business, I have way more years of experience, way more knowledge. I don't have the piece of paper to go with it to say I completed it, but I know I got more at uh, world uh, hard knocks. Do you still struggle with that or or yes or no? Because I finally, I feel like I've come to a place with, I really don't care.
2: No, I, I do not struggle with that anymore. And, and okay. But, but it, it took me a long time. And and so that was part of my journey, right, is to overcome that I'm not good enough or I didn't finish college, therefore. It's interesting because Brian Tracy, one of the things I resonated with him early on in his early career as a speaker and an author, he didn't go to college either. And so that really helped me identify with him. Now, he later went back to school and got an MBA but he only did that so he could work with big corporations like IBM, because if you don't have a degree, you can't coach in a lot of those organizations. But no, I'm, I'm past that. I have no no doubts, no worries in that area, because I do have a great deal of business acumen. And, and most of the people I work with have way more education in terms of formal education. I actually work with a couple of doctors, but it doesn't doesn't bother me anymore, because here's the thing, and I think this is the message of 10X. Be who you are in Christ. Yeah, You don't have to do it in your own strength or your own power. It's not even your own knowledge. It's allowing the the, the, the work of the Holy Spirit in you to speak truth or whatever it might be into people's lives that are going to help them be their best self.
0: That's good. Great advice. Okay, so Carlos, I give you the mic as we wrap up the show. What is some last piece of parting advice that you would like to leave the Are You Real audience? and uh, And also... You're going to tell us where to find you as well, and get your book and all that.
2: Well, I, you know, the the best advice I can give, and this is someone that's that's that you know, been through the struggles, uh, whether it be loss of a of a child or a grandson. I've had those both things happen. I've lost. I've been in uh, different marriages. This is my third marriage, and I've had businesses fail. I've been in bankruptcy, but there's always hope for where you are today. And to find that hope in Christ, and, and and really, that's the only way. Without that, you're not going to be able to survive a lot of these things. So, spend time seeking God's truth, seeking His direction, and finding that hope that only He offers. So that's that's really my advice. That my devotional is a great way to do that. But there's a lot of good things out there. We talked earlier about Mark Batterson. I love his work. I think it's transformational for a lot of folks. I give his books away. So. The, the, the key is to keep grounded and always be learning, whether it be learning from God's word or developing yourself, because you can't sit where you are and, and, and remain static.
0: Amen to that. Um, I remember telling this guy, this is my gosh, this is probably 20 years ago. And then I ran into him about five years after that. And he said, we were at a tire shop. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, he said, man, what you said to me years ago is stuck with me all these years. And I thought to myself, Oh crap, what did I say? (laughs) And literally that was what went through my mind because sometimes I just say stuff and I'm thinking, Oh gosh, did I wound this guy? And he said, you told me, he said, if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. And I thought, man, that was good that I said that. And I was thinking that had to be the Lord (laughs) because that wasn't me. I ain't taking credit for that one. And, uh, but there's truth in that, because like you said, if, if it's, I think of it as like stagnant water, you know, what happens with stagnant water? You get mold and wasp, but it, life comes in the streams Amen. and you got to keep growing. So, okay, uh, Carlos, how do we get a hold of you if we want some business coaching? Uh, we want your books, things like that, man. How do we grab you?
2: Well, uh, my website is www, of course, the number 10, the letter X, the number 4, Christ.org. That's 10 x and one of the things I want to share with the folks that hear this podcast, there's an assessment there. It's free. You don't even have to put your name in there, but you can take an assessment to see where you are relating to the 10x lifestyle. So there's a series of 10 simple questions. You're going to get to score yourself once you've completed the assessment. Not only we get a score, but you'll get an access to uh, a code that'll let you buy 10x for Christ at a 40 percent discount, and that's. Uh, no obligation to buy it, but it's a great way to take an assessment to see uh, if you need uh, to, you know to, to get in the ward and, and maybe even get the 10x devotional. You can also schedule me to speak there uh, and you can just reach out to me. All my information is on that website. again at www10 the number X, the number 10, X the number four Christ.org. I'd be delighted to hear from anyone that has questions about business coaching. Uh, or in their journey with and their walk with Christ. But encourage you to look at that. The book is also available at, full, at their normal retail on Amazon and Barnes & Noble.
0: Awesome, man. Well, Carlos, I want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, to encourage us coming on the show. And uh, love your stories, love your heart for people. So I just want to tell you and honor you, thank you so much for what you've done.
2: Well, thank you, John. Uh, what a blessing to be on your show today. Thank you very much.
0: Appreciate it. Carlos, hold on just a second, and uh, I'm going to connect with you after the show. Roar Nation, I hope you guys are encouraged, man. Grab his book. Wow, 40% off. So get on there, take the assessment, get your coupon code and get yourself a journal uh, for the next 10 weeks and just push yourself to grow. We're wrapping up coming into the new year. Uh, What a great time to get it and just press into the Lord and see what he has for your life and your journey that he wants to just partner with you in. So super excited about that. Get on there and grab that. Roar Nation, if you need anything, please reach out to Casey and myself. We'd love to help you if you got questions, faith, family, fitness, fun, finances, whatever. We love all those topics. We want to help you guys. So love y'all. Remember, be real, be authentic, and be you. God bless.
1: That's all for this episode of Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You. Be sure to go to rureal.org for your free questionnaire to identify your gifts and talents and how you can use them to help people become leaders and catapult them into their destiny to help others become the leaders of tomorrow. We appreciate you spending your time with us and look forward to helping you reach out and revolutionize next time on Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You.